Welcome to the Michigan Minds Podcast, a quick and informative analysis of today's top issues from University of Michigan faculty. I'm Ann Kurzan. I'm Dean of the College of Literature, Science, and the Arts, and I'm a professor of English, Linguistics, and Education. So the place where I always start is that there is such an inspiring energy to having students and faculty on campus and and students in particular. I mean, I feel so lucky to get to work with students every day, every week. Students come here to learn and to explore and they're doing that both in classes and far beyond classes. And one of the many things that is inspiring to me is that students come wanting to create positive change in the world. And many of them are already creating positive change in the world. And they are also ready to push us to use our platforms to make positive change in the world. And they're asking hard questions. They're coming up with new solutions. I often say they're the heartbeat of this place and we benefit from all of the energy and the new questions and the new solutions that they bring. So that to me is always just one of the wonderful things about being at the university. We believe in residential education given the public health guidelines and safety. We need to offer a lot of instruction remotely online right now. And there's a lot of really exciting learning that is happening there. And our faculty are being amazingly creative about how to make those spaces work. In the end, though, there is learning that happens on campus when we're together in a community together in person that just can't be replicated online. And that's one of the things that we've been reminded over the past four or five months is what you cannot do remotely. And there just are ways of learning and being together and benefiting from being with people whose perspectives are very different from your own that happens differently when we're together in person. I'm teaching myself in the fall and I'm looking forward to meeting my students and experimenting with hybrid instruction. It is expanding my repertoire as an instructor, absolutely, in some really good ways. And so I will say, I mean, I'm approaching the semester with a lot of excitement about the learning that will happen. And I'm approaching it with real seriousness and caution. And I think that we have to have that balance of excitement about learning and a deep seriousness about the situation that we're in and the caution and care that we must take in order to prioritize everyone's health and safety so that we can do that learning. Our instructors have been so creative and innovative as they've thought about how to teach remotely and in hybrid ways. And we're discovering things that we will keep even when we're fully residential again. So part of this is is reflecting on what we're learning and that we will want to keep to complement what we know works about residential education. You know, as one small example, I think many of us have discovered that there are real benefits to virtual student hours 
what many people call office hours, but I now call student hours because students pointed out to me that when I call them office hours, it sounds like I want to sit in my office by myself, which is actually not what I want to do. So now I call them student hours. But virtual student hours can create really productive group dynamics when students feel like they can drop in to office hours. I think a different set of students can feel like they want to come or it's less scary to come in a virtual environment. And even when we're fully residential, there are ways that virtual office hours or student hours are more accessible. So I think once we're fully residential, I'll be doing in-person and virtual because there's, there are real benefits to both of those. I think many of us are seeing the benefits of recording some content ahead of time so that you can use class time together to dig in and have discussions when you're all in one place. But let me share just a few of the creative things that, that instructors have done. So a couple of our earth classes where they need students to be out in the field have done some terrific things. So Earth 296, students were sent instructions about how to build a homemade rain gauge. And they constructed these and they measured, a lot of the students are in Michigan, and they measured precipitation amounts and rates across Michigan for a week. And then they compared their observations across the state in order to understand rainfall intensity and how that was being distributed and thinking about regional impacts of climate change. So there you had students doing real time work from home together, which I, which I love. And in a 400 level earth class, students have been studying how past glacial episodes in Michigan have shaped the form of the landscape. And so here the students were shipped soil sampling tubes and flags and strings so they could make their own sites and they've been sampling the sites and photographing the leaves to, to understand this and again compare across which is real research and students are getting to experience that but right now we need to do that remotely. I know that we have an instructor in the residential college who is creating video instructions with multiple cameras. This is for his Afro-Cuban drumming course. And so he's got cameras that are videotaping this from the front, from behind, and from above. And I think what an incredible resource to have for years to come, for all of us to have that. One of our literature faculty took this moment to create a wonderful book list of books to comfort and inspire. And, and just to be thinking about literature at this moment, and we've seen that during quarantine, people turn to art and people turn to literature to find meaning, to find comfort, and that our faculty are taking the lead to say, you know, let me help curate some of that. We have an, an intensive French readings class that is looking to work with nonprofit organization that employs forcibly displaced individuals and that they would be French conversation tutors and they'd connect via Zoom. So there's an opportunity and we can use Zoom to do that in ways that we might not otherwise. And then I just loved one of our poets is rethinking how he does his poetry workshop. And this is from, he says, talking with an MFA who 
is so excited to be coming to Michigan to join the MFA program in creative writing. And that joy was an inspiration for him to think really creatively about how he teaches. And, and he wrote, could we sew palms into sleeves of clothes and donate them to goodwill or float palms in ice down the Huron River? That student's joy makes me think about what a classroom can be. I'm excited about the possibilities of designing a program from scratch. And that's just the kind of energy that I think is amazing of our instructors taking this moment and saying, let's redesign, let's be inspired and think about all the things that classrooms can be in addition to the physical spaces that we're used to. So it's gonna be really critical for all of us to take responsibility for protecting the collective health of all members of our community. And this is gonna be by being mindful and respectful in carrying out the guidelines for face coverings, social distancing, health screening surveys, cleaning high touch areas, staying home if we feel sick. It is incumbent on all of us to remember that this is about keeping everyone healthy and safe. And that takes all of us taking individual responsibility. <laughs> and this is going to be hard. I think we have to be very honest about the fact that this is going to be hard. It's going to be tempting to go back to old habits or to think that this one gathering can't really hurt anything, but it can. We know that it can. And this is, it's really going to be a collective responsibility. I think that there's also a collective responsibility to help us stay connected. And this is where, again, I've been so impressed by all of our instructors, faculty, graduate students, by advisors, by all of our education staff who have been finding ways to reach out, to connect, whether that's time at the beginning of a class where we're really connecting with people, I've heard from instructors that they've learned much more about their students as people, <laughs> that they've met their parents or their pets, siblings, roommates. They've really gotten to know them in a different way because it was very humanizing when we're in the spaces that we're in. And that that's been a really important and wonderful part. And I know that one of the things we have to keep thinking about is how do we all continue to connect in, for learning, for community, for fun. And a lot of that right now is gonna happen remotely and that will take particular kinds of effort to make those connections, but it's critically important. And so I encourage all of us to be thinking about, I sometimes try to do it in the morning as part of mindfulness is, who am I gonna reach out to today? Who am I gonna connect with today? Because at this moment, that just couldn't be more important. And then, of course, we will take responsibility for making sure for people who are here in person that we are providing all of the PPE and cleaning all high-touch areas and arranging classrooms so that they, we meet all the density requirements. There's all of that. I'm also really thinking about that piece you asked about of sort of how do we create community while we're staying safe. And that community piece, I think, has, it's always important and it has never been more important than it is right now. If you think you might need help, please ask for help. 
I've been teaching a long time. And one of the things that I will sometimes hear from students, and I get it because I have to say, I think this is my personality as well, which is that you're struggling, you're not sure you understand something, you're not sure where to get something. And that our response can be, a strong person will figure this out by themselves. And I'm gonna show that I am that strong person who is going to figure this out without any help. And that is actually, to me, not strength. Strength is saying, I don't know how to do this. I need help, I'm struggling, and I'm going to ask for help. And so that is the first thing, please ask. So when in doubt, there is an email address, lsa-covid-help at umich.edu. And that email address goes to real people, very lovely people who will respond and direct students to the right place. Um, so that's sort of when in doubt, send an email to there and we will help because it's really important to us to do that. I would certainly say to students, talk to your instructors, go to office hours, whether they're virtual, in person, whatever they are, go meet your instructors, ask for help, talk with your advisors. This is, this is a moment, it's always good to ask for help. This is, it's really critical here. We wanna help and we wanna stay connected. I would encourage students to create virtual study groups and get together so that you're not alone as you're studying for a class or working on a project. But just remember, we're here, and by we, I mean instructors and advisors and the amazing staff all across the college. We're here to support every single student to thrive. And it really helps us to know if there's a moment where you think I'm having trouble thriving right now, we're here, we're here to help. So just raise your hand, send an email, and we're here to help. I think the first thing to remember is that we're all grappling with uncertainty and that the uncertainty that we're being asked to live with and to work within is uncomfortable for almost all of us. And to, to recognize that in some ways to accept that because that's the world in which we're living right now and to be kind to ourselves about that, to recognize this is hard and this is hard for us and it's hard for everyone around us to be managing this kind of uncertainty. So to be kind to ourselves and to others, to be flexible, and, and I will be honest here that, that this is pushing me, I can just say as an instructor, to be more flexible than I sometimes have been as an instructor. And that's good for me. I am growing as an instructor as I think about, okay, how do I build in flexibility for all the things that are going to happen this semester? Things are gonna change. People are gonna go in and out of quarantine. I might have to go into quarantine. I mean, who knows? But I have to build that in. So compassion for others. As, as the dean of the liberal arts college on campus, I think one of the things that we consider really part of our mission as a college is understanding the world from perspectives that are not our own. 
and that we need to, at this moment, always be recognizing that people are experiencing a whole range of things and a whole range of things that are different from how we may be experiencing this moment. And to, to have empathy, to have compassion and understanding for all the things that people are experiencing. I think we need to stay absolutely focused on equity and inclusion, again, recognizing that this is affecting everyone differently and it is hitting vulnerable students and staff and faculty especially hard. And so that we have a lot to keep in mind here to keep our values at the center. And in the end, to really be thinking about how do we help people thrive? How do we keep safety and health and well-being at the center? Thank you for listening to the Michigan Minds podcast, a production of the University of Michigan. Join the conversation on social media with hashtag UMichImpact.